0: Welcome back to Don't Cast and Jive, this is Veronica Christie, sometimes V, and here I have today teacher, rapper, hero, and also the lead booker for the Map Mania podcast, Mega Ran.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: right so i'm so happy that you're here i thought this was gonna be a phone call conversation actually
1: no i figured why phone it in when uh when we could actually do it person (laughs) to person you know which i think is the best way to podcast
0: yeah no i'm super excited he sent he sent me a text this morning and he says hey just by circumstance of events uh i'm actually in the bay area so, do you want to come through on Yes. <laughs> and to give more context to those who are listening, um, Ran, Mega Ran, he's from Phoenix, Arizona. He actually lives there right now. So, he's here visiting the area, and I'm really happy to see him. Uh, he usually comes through like a few times a year. So, um, yeah, you just came back from Anime Midwest?
1: Yes, Anime Midwest in Chicago is one of the longer-running conventions that I've done. I've been playing play a lot of conventions everywhere, but Anime Midwest is one that constantly brings me back every year. We've done it about four or five years now, myself and Kay Murdoch. Um, I really enjoyed doing it, and um, this time was very, very special. We had some uh, really good moments with the crowd, got to play some new songs, and um, it's always a great time out there, so I had fun.
0: Yeah, and um, before that, you just came back from a tour as well from with a Bag of Cats.
1: His name? Uh, bag of tricks cat oh excuse uh, me or felix <laughs> as they call him. we did a tour supporting this album called emerald Nights, which just came out which uh you helped out with yeah uh, a song. i'm sure <laughs> you want to mention that in some way we had to get to that um there's a song in there called if i could and um i thought it would be perfect to have some children work on that and um it's a, it's about Wanting to save the world and, and sometimes feeling feeling helpless, feeling like we're just one person, you know. And uh, and there's an old saying that, you know, like, people think, like, one person can't change the world. But that's all it takes sometimes. It's just that one person to give the spark to, to get it going. And us and just kind of wishing we had superpowers and we could do all these amazing things that we see in movies. And I thought, who better to, to articulate that point than children, you know, mm-hmm. who often dream of being superheroes and so uh and so you were awesome enough to have your class do some do some singing on there and I I really appreciated it it really like brought out the message and the the feel of the song that I had in mind
0: it worked what I appreciated uh teaching that to my students is I I exactly um articulate that whole lesson like hey how do you guys feel when bad things are happening in the world um what do you want how do you think can, can you stop it by yourself uh do you wish there was like a button that you could wish that everything would stop and the dark side of it is I work with a lot of um East Side San Jose students, where they're low income first generation um Americans, so their families are from a different country and um so a lot of the students had a lot of scares with ice, which has been kind of tearing families' apart and so if, mm-hmm. if anybody hasn't noticed what's been going on with the news of all the camps going on in, I think it's primarily in Texas yeah. from what I've seen, and um the kids right before you know are happy-go-lucky president (laughs) came through. They were all freaking out, saying, like, what do we do? What do we do if this happens? And it's really terrifying to have that conversation with them. And so with ran asking me to have the students sing this part it was really great to kind of come back and say hey let's talk about this let's put this in my like I didn't say put this in my lesson plan to the kids but I said hey let's talk about it so that way we can have an idea how we want to mold as adults Mm -hmm. and how can we make our communities better with like small gestures from bigger things you know like maybe you want to run for office when you're an adult or you can come back as a teacher and teach new students to carry on the same message.
1: Absolutely so we can all be be superheroes in, a, in, a, in that way um, and it just takes having the heart to just get up and do it I think as uh, Felix says on the song so uh, I thought it was a great message and, I, and I'm glad you were able to turn it into a teachable moment.
0: Yeah, thank you for inviting me to do that, (laughs) that was so fun. No
1: problem, that was awesome, thank you for coming through.
0: Yeah, we had a cute workshop and the kids Mm. drew pictures and wrote messages and I turned it into a whole thing instead of just them. Okay kids, you're gonna sing. (laughs) That's all you're gonna do is you're just gonna sing. You, you little girl, you're gonna sing the lead part. No, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even that at all. (laughs) I didn't make them, (laughs) they all came on their free will, Mm -hmm. parents signed off making sure it was okay for them to sing. Mm -hmm. So it it was nice. Um, so we'll get back to a little bit more on Emerald Nights in just a second. Um, so I want to talk about your travel aspect of, you are literally the most hardworking touring artist that I know. Like every time I see you, you're in the middle of something. Um, so meaning that you're like, oh, hey, I just came back from Europe. Oh, hey, I just came back from Philadelphia. Oh, hey, I was up in Canada for a second. So what, how do you manage your wife knowing that you have stuff to do without losing track?
1: Mm. It's really difficult. This year has been, and it's not even over yet, it's been my busiest year of existing as ran by far. So now I'm just learning how to, how to manage it and realizing that I can't do it alone, you know. So I reached out, I have an agent now who helps me out with booking and just keeping things organized is mainly what I, I, I have so much experience booking myself, so I tell people now, like, I could book a tour with my eyes closed. Like, I could just, I, if I know a city, if I say, oh, San Francisco, all right, well, then I'll talk to Morgan of uh, Crash <laughs> faster, and boom, we'll make it happen. You know, so uh, if I don't want to go to San Jose, it's like, oh, let me talk to the Super Soul Brothers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's usually me just knowing how to connect the dots very mm-hmm. easily. But, um keeping up with what I booked, what I didn't book, what I'm waiting <laughs> to hear back from is the hard part. So, especially when I still have to travel, like, uh, you know, the, the bills still have to be paid and the raps still have to be wrapped. <laughs> you know, so um, I think my schedule is very unique from most, like, I think hip-hop artists because I'm able to find a space where I have equal footing in two very different worlds from the concert scene to the convention scene. <laughs> so therefore, conventions are weekends, uh, usually low stress, you know, uh, situations, um, but bigger crowds, you know, but just better organized situations than a a Monday night at a, you know, elbow room or somewhere downtown. So Mm -hmm. I think that having two feet both in a different direction sometimes can make it really hard to to manage. And, um, but I'm getting better at it. And I think with help from my agent and uh, my wife being understanding about travel and I think having her on my side with that is, is huge. You know, I feel like if there was ever a moment where she said, okay, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with this amount of travel, mm-hmm. then it would be over. Like I'd have to be like, okay, can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, unless she can bring her to, you know, so now we, <laughs> now we're able to have those conversations. And luckily, you know, thank God my, my stock seems to be rising a little bit in the last year or so. Like with cool things happening, like Guinness world records and, and billboards and really cool accolades. um, now I can ask for a little more, you know, where I say, hey, where I normally would ask for one fling ticket, I now need two. And a lot of people are like, okay, we understand. And they'll, they'll do that, you know. Uh, so, uh, so when I'm able to bring her, I, I will, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that makes things a lot easier. But it's definitely not easy, but it is fun. Like, it's fun trying to juggle this all and, and figure it out. I learn something new every day, honestly, and, and I think that's exciting. And I was—I used to be a teacher, and I was—I feel like I was kind of in that world, and I feel like I hit a little bit of a rut where I wasn't necessarily—I didn't feel like I was learning every day. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of going through the motions, and uh, and this this job challenges yeah. me like no other,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, and I'm my own boss, and and my boss is kind of nice, <laughs> you know. He's mean when he has to be, but <laughs> but he's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'm so glad it's working out for you. I uh, I met Rachel. Uh, in a couple of other events your wife and she every every time I talk to her she just seems so excited to be there and then or she'll say something like oh I'm here I'll go uh, venture on my own for a second <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right. she's very like she's not like stuck onto your side which is great um, and then she comes back and she's like okay there's a show happening mm-hmm. I think the cutest thing is when you wished her happy birthday mm-hmm. at uh, San Francisco Comic Con oh yeah that was great that was fun <laughs> yeah I remember that my arm was tired after live streaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Thank you for that.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Also, I noticed that you make a lot of friends in every regional space that you're in. Like, you, i noticed that every time you've come back to the Bay that I always reach out to you and we always hang a little bit. Um, is that the same in every other space that you're in, whether if you're in California or any other states?
1: Yeah, totally. I've I've been really lucky to as doing, after doing all this traveling, that meeting really cool people, you know, Um, I had a friend say sometimes that when we tour, you know, we're, we're totally reliant on the kindness of strangers, Mm -hmm. you know, and those strangers become friends and then friends become family, you know, and that's really the, the process everywhere I go, you know, I'm not saying I have like amazing (laughs) people everywhere, like in North Dakota, I can't call someone up and be like, Hey, what's up, you know, but, I'm you know, really lucky in a lot of places that I have I have friends who I now call family. Where I'm like, hey, I need a place to stay, or hey, uh, you know, help me with this, or come meet me here, and and you know they're willing to do that, which I think is awesome. And um, I learned from my friends who do a lot of traveling. You know, good friends with a uh, wrestler Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. and um, you know he travels probably ten times as much as I do, which I can't even imagine at this point. So I taught them about how he's able to maintain it and and keep. You know, keep the peace as well as make friends, make and make time for them. It's It's really difficult, man, because at home in Phoenix, most of my peers don't mm, travel as much as I do mm-hmm. or don't have the flexibility I do. Mm-hmm. So if I want them to hang out on a Monday at noon to come live stream with me (laughs) they probably can't jump on my twitch stream so
0: we got we got day
1: jobs uh, i gotta work man you know and and i understand that so uh but ultimately that's my goal is to get to get all my friends where i am you know there's a great beyonce and jay-z song called friends on their new record Mm -hmm. um which talks about like having real friends and and those two have got to be the two busiest people in the world, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, talking about how friends make them who they are and how they keep pushing them and things like that. And, uh, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I want for, for my friendships.
0: Yeah. I, I really appreciate it every time you reach out to me, I get so excited. I'm like, Hey, you're here. Yeah. Of course I'll hang out. Well, maybe I can't hang out. I don't know. I'll try to make it work. So yeah. on my side of things, I always want to try to make it work.
1: So- you're very flexible about it, which I appreciate. You know, it's like, hey, I know you may not want to come way into the city, but that's where I am. Like, I'm tethered to a certain area. I'll and, defeat
0: the traffic, I promise. Willing to,
1: <laughs> willing to fight traffic, you know. I have family members who will be like, oh, man, you're playing a, a half an hour away. It's traffic. Oh, man, I'll see you next time. That's like, All right, cousin. You know, so that's real talk. Like, when I'm in Philly, it's like, come to my house. And I'm like, I can't. I don't have a car. Come to my show though. Ah, oh, see. And then sometimes they make it sometimes you know. Mm-hmm. So uh so I said that to another friend too, like never underestimate the um importance of like supporting art, you know, on any level. Mm-hmm. Friends who create art, they need that support. They mm-hmm. need it more it's their lifeblood, you know. And so you taking that time to make a trip is, you know, it may be nothing to you, but it's everything to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thanks again. Um, Let's see. So now I want to go back into Emerald Knights 2, which we mentioned earlier I was a little bit a part of, which, again, thank you again for letting me hang on the track and let my kids sing a little bit. Um, so I noticed that while I was listening to Emerald Knights 2, uh, the attitude is much different than Emerald Nights 1. Mm-hmm. I noticed in Emerald Nights 1 that you had a lot of themes in there that were very... Um, how would I say? There was a lot of struggle for fame. There was some struggle of acknowledgement. There was a lot of uh, romantic tension and unresolvement. And some of the guys, and some of the raps that you were putting in, and some of the raps that uh, Bag of Tricks Cat, you said? Mm-hmm. Bag of Tricks Cat was putting through. But then now I'm listening to the new album, and now there's a completely different contrast, right? Aside from getting rid of the. The intro and outro (laughs) Uh, of the very kind of like the show-esque themes of it um you also have a lot of like hey we're doing it this is our grind like we've gained we're gaining momentum and then you guys had a song about leaving your girl at home but you always come back to her so it's there's a lot of resolution from that old album to now so was that the plan or that just kind of fell into place or
1: I, i do think it was the plan we were like hey the first album sounded a certain way and we did like it and man i think some of the some of the songs on there some of the raps i personally wrote were like some of my favorite like ever because they mm-hmm. were like they represent the struggle in a new way you know and i was like man some of the things i said on there i was like man where did that come from and this song called no choice where i really just I, I i think about the words in that song so much but anyway um <laughs> moving forward we're like man this song has this album has to be triumphant like we're mm-hmm. We haven't made it, but we're making it. We're working hard, and things are better. And things, and we want people to reflect upon that. Like, it's okay to kind of dust your shoulders off a little bit and be like, "Yeah, you know, I'm kind of doing some things," you know. So that, and I, I don't normally rap like that. So I think it was fun to to step into that. You know, that's where Felix was, and he's like, "Man, we gotta." We gotta, like, stun a little bit. Just, like, let people know that it's, yeah. it's okay
0: to be... I noticed, so I'm be, like, oh,
1: there's ego. ...to floss a little <laughs> bit. Like, you know, hip-hop was, was birthed <laughs> on the ego. Like, that's where hip-hop came from, you know? So it's still okay to say you're the coolest on the block, you mm-hmm. know? And, and then also explain how you got there from hard work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that's what the the message in that album is, is all about. It's just, like, a resolving of the first record and closing that circle a little bit, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, it was definitely noticeable. I noticed like a lot of the moods and the tones of it like changed up. Um, and there's also a lot of sense of maturity, which is what I love oh, yes. about listening to music and albums. Like I like listening to early albums and hearing like basic phase one artists. <laughs> and yeah. Hearing the basic phase one artists like, okay, yeah, that's where they started. Okay, they, there's room to grow. And then you listen to their current stuff and you're like, yeah, there it is. That's where they are now. And so you're really showcasing like consistency and keeping at it. Like over time, you just get better, and also your train of thought gets better. Like, I think about that when I'm listening to, for example, Atmosphere, Mm -hmm. where you listen all to his early stuff, and it's just depressing. And you're like, man, are you going to be okay? And then you listen to the fishing blues, and everything sounds better. And then there's more, like, kind of a social justice reach. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's really nice to feel the maturity that instead of thinking about just yourself and your current environment, that now you're thinking about, like, everything's good in my environment, but what's going on in the outer sides of everything.
1: True, true. And uh, I like that you mentioned maturity, because I feel like, I think the last song on there I say, I used to call all the rappers over thirty dumb, and then I got my biggest break when I was thirty one mm-hmm. and And I thought like, man, like this is showing where I thought I would be, you know by a certain time and thinking and setting these weird dates and timetables on things because mm-hmm. of what society has told us that all oh, thirty year old rappers are are wasting their time and washed up. <laughs> You know what I mean, and maybe we are washed, but you know. You're
0: a hack. Uh, Get you know off the I mean? stage.
1: Get off the <laughs> stage. Get off the game. So, yeah. So it's like, no, nah, man. But then the big thing, the the cool things start happening right after that because you got a a whole new outlook and you start to take things more seriously. And you know, so I think that uh, with age comes wisdom and maturity. And uh, and so I was glad glad I was able to show that, and glad you picked that up in the album.
0: Yeah, of course. Like I. You know, you got a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> I go on your band camp and I'm like, where do I start? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, band camp it's like going swimming in deep water. It's like, you could, you could drown. It's like but, a um, toy
0: box of like, okay, let me grab this. Okay, this is good. All right. Uh, okay, this is good. Is this new?
1: <laughs> but I like to have things for different moods. You know, it's like, okay, well, if you're feeling a little geeky and nerdy, you could throw on a Mega Ran or a Forever Family Com. If you're feeling like a little serious, You can put on some of the newer stuff, the R&DM or Extra Mm -hmm. Credit.
0: Yeah, I loved Extra um, Credit.
1: Or the Emerald Nights when you want to feel good about yourself, stick your chest out a little bit. um, So I think just having stuff for different moods was really important for me. And that's why there's so much music, because there's so many pieces of me out there, you know. And I always like to create projects and themes, and that's just always the way it's been.
0: So speaking of themes, you want to talk about Kenny Omega? Nah.
1: Nah. No. no? No! No, 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 we can't. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm extremely excited about that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kenny Omega is um, the IJ, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Arguably the best wrestler in the world right now. And um, I'm proud to say he's a friend and a fan of, mm-hmm. of what I do, which is awesome. And uh, I wrote a song for him called Golden for him and his partner, Kota Ibushi. And uh, played the song at an event. A couple of weeks ago, uh, he told me he loved the song. He wants to use it again and again. So we'll see what happens. Um, but really, really pleased about that. So you can go online and hear the song "Golden." And uh, Link's Kinetic made that track. He did a lot of the early, um, the first two Matt Mania albums as well. Very talented producer out of Phoenix. I'm um, really lucky I met that guy. And um, a guy who has has shares my similar feelings on hip hop as well as wrestling. You know, we can have. I talked just as long about, like, Nas albums as we could about, you know, Chris Jericho matches, you know. So mm-hmm. so uh, somebody is just as well-rounded as myself. So that made me excited. And we because of that, we're able to make really good music together. So check it out. Golden, it's out there.
0: Yeah. I saw, I, I don't really watch too much of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw, like, a clip of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed how fast everything's going. Yeah. And I went, where have I been? <laughs>
1: That's like, the, that's like the real stuff, you know what I mean? It's a different speed. Um, I like What I like about it is they let the in-ring action tell the story, mm-hmm. so there doesn't have to be a whole lot of vignettes and silly skits and stories and things to make you laugh. It's like the story is told in the ring and in between matches and not with theatrics, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just with athleticism. So... Um, the Japan style is much different. I went to a couple matches out there in Japan, and mm-hmm. just watching how the crowd respects the art form. You know, they clap when they're supposed to clap, and, <laughs> you know, they boo when they're supposed to boo, and they don't take over the show like American crowds do. You don't see any beach balls or anything like that. <laughs> and, um, and I really enjoy it, and it's like, those are the fans that, you know, that really appreciate the, the art mm-hmm. of what's going into wrestling and uh, and I feel like that's us too, and that's why I started making wrestling tracks, it was because I appreciated not just their uh, work in the ring, but their grind, and their effort. You know, I think the first time I really experienced it, I was in San Jose. I don't know if you were there, but we were at AFK, um, and Austin Creed was there, and AJ Styles was there, and uh, and when Austin introduced me to AJ, we were just we we're just having a conversation, me and another I think musician. We're mm-hmm. talking about, like, pay-to-play shows and how that's bad. And mm-hmm. and then AJ jumped in the back and was like, oh, man, I thought you were talking about a wrestling promoter. Like, <laughs> wrestling guys do that, too. And I was like, wait, what? Wrestling guys do that, too? So <laughs> we then we had a conversation based on how the anybody who entertains, basically, has a lot of the same stories, mm-hmm. you know, from stand-up comedians. I see a lot of similarities from stand-up comedians to chefs to musicians to, mm-hmm. You know, to wrestlers like having similar stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really what it was. When I, that's why I make like wrestling jams and do a wrestling podcast. Is because because it's I can I kind of understand. I kind of relate.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you see yourself in the future as a goal to maybe consistently do tracks for other wrestlers who are thinking about revamping their themes or maybe a new guy who comes through into the scene?
1: I would like to, man. That's really my dream. You know, I've met with the CFOs who make all the WWE music. We've been in the studio, actually. So, you know, I'm knocking on all the wood right now that maybe one day we can make something happen. I hope so. <laughs> uh, I would love to be a part of something big. Yeah. Um, you know, or even something small. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I'm not too picky. You're getting there. I mean, it's like there's, the door is, like, open. You're peeking through. <laughs> right, <that's laughs> like the happening. Jack Nicholson you're peeking through. Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> I'm in a good position where people... People are beginning to recognize me because of the work, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's important. I think once people start kind of seeing you around, like, oh, you're the guy who does the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot, now we need you to do this thing for us. <laughs> that's really what it is. It's just it's always building and and working your way into getting in front of new faces and new ears mm-hmm. every day. So it's awesome to be able to be a guy who's been making music for almost ten years and still be able to make new fans every day. Like that's exciting.
0: Yeah. No, it. I think that's amazing. Um, so going more into the wrestling, I uh, can I admit that I did a little bit of YouTube stuff for you. Sure. Just a little bit. So um, I tried to upload some of his early episodes, and then uh, you said like you wanted to stop because since wrestling news is so current, mm-hmm. like it's better to get more recent episodes than try to upload all the old ones, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. Uh, we will build the archive um, and. But uh, I think it's most important to get the current stuff up mm-hmm. just because of how fast the new stuff runs in wrestling. Right. I listened to my first episode and almost everything was different. Yeah. You know, 2015 maybe. Yeah. Uh, when I started. Until now, like, everything was different. Every champion, every bit of news, every rumor, you know. So it changes so quickly. So that's why I like to maybe once a month we do an episode based on, like, a historical event. Mm-hmm. Because history doesn't change, you know. And, uh, and I like to talk about the old stuff because then we can see how that affects the, the current stuff.
0: Right. I just want to say that after volunteering to do that for a little while, that you actually helped me get back into the wrestling, like, just watching it now, like, with uh, WWE. Nice. Because I used to watch it in middle school for a long time. I was watching it around when Evolution started up, so that was, yeah. like, Dave Bautista, Triple H, Ric mm-hmm. Flair, and, Aaron, and Randy, Randy Orton. Yeah. And... I was like so hype. I'm like, man, I love these guys, even though they're heels. Mm-hmm. And um that was also when there was like a weird um God, I hated this gimmick. But it was with kane lita and matt hardy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then like lita was engaged (laughs) to kane and it was the most cringiest thing and that's when i started and that's when i started to phase out from it but i watched it in middle school and i absolutely loved it Mm -hmm. because all the kids in my neighborhood loved it and they loved the rock and i said okay let me see what's going on so me and my siblings would get together on a monday and just watch the whole thing and then (laughs) when high school hit when i was starting audition for different like band groups and Different like all-star band groups for like high school students. Mm -hmm. That's when I stopped watching it because I got so busy. Um, But doing this project for you, I kind of fell in love with it again because I think what it was is that there was so much enthusiasm with you, Mm -hmm. with the early episodes, and then you got like a really big. Uh, feature, and I think it was like maybe your ninth or tenth episode. I can't remember who it was about, but it was it was a really old school guy. But then I said, okay, let me listen to the recent episodes. And then you guys, all of you guys, as just a crew, mm-hmm. just have such huge enthusiasm. And It's so funny. Yeah. Like I love it when Rock calls Oscar trash guy. <laughs> 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 and then there's like there's El X who's just like being like nerdy like weeboo in the corner <laughs> and then there's Teak who's just like no 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 that's stupid let me, let me tell you what's going on and then you're like the mediator like the referee, right, be the referee.
1: <laughs> it's fun we got a great group of guys man I really enjoy what they bring to the table we all have um, you know varying levels of I guess like fandom you know, <laughs> you know but, but yet we're still very passionate uh, they're funny man I really enjoy hanging out with those guys and, and talking wrestling so um, I think that we found a good dynamic that works. I mean, I was doing it by myself and I liked it. But I think getting with those guys is what really encouraged me to keep going. You mm-hmm. know, because for a while, I didn't have anyone else motivating me to do it. You know, like you never know when anyone's listening and things like that. You know, you think you're just screaming into the void. You're like, <laughs> there's 90 million podcasts out there. Why would you want to listen to mine? You know, mm-hmm. and then there, there's, then you get that person who says, man, I'm listening. I, listen I want to hear your. You know your take on stuff, and it's like okay, cool. So that keeps me going, having those guys around to be able to chat every uh, every week.
0: And so, then yeah. I know it's like the recurring guests that you always have. Hmm. What's her name, Eva?
1: Eva's Eva comes, awesome. And
0: then you have Eva the silk comes through. And you have the silk cage Steel who comes cage through.
1: The are great. Um, G one's been on a couple times. Um, yeah, we got a lot of crew, and again, we try to maintain and keep a a bunch of guys who have an equal. Love for hip hop as as well as wrestling, so that we can make you know some music conversation as well as some wrestling talk
0: mm-hmm.
1: happen. And um, this last one we did was great. With um, we had Lynx Kinetic, who's yeah like, um, from who made the Golden Track, and his wife, who's also a huge fan. So just being able to have different people who also have that same love for what we love when you when you because I think a lot of people with what we consider to be odd or nerdy fandoms we think we're the only <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so good to find other people that are into what you're into.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. I I feel like there was like a small like 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 what is it called when the fire is like out and there's like kindling. Yeah, yeah, it's like and,
1: kind, it's like rekindled a bit.
0: Yeah, and then you guys just like added oxygen. I'm like, okay, I'm in wrestling again. Nah. Whoa, what is I going so on? <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I have so many people who tell me that, like, dude, we, you got back into wrestling because of you, or gotten into Mega Man because of you, or gotten to Final Fantasy because of you, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I'm like, I need to find a way to monetize this. I'm bringing people into your show. Like, come on now, you gotta pay me now.
0: No, I actually had a couple friends at Fanime who were like. Hey, so I heard I saw you take a picture with Ran. Like, how do you know Ran? I'm like, Oh, uh, he comes in the area and I see his shows, like he's great. And he's like, No, he's awesome, I love his black material album. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, you like wrestling too, right? And they're like, Yeah, listen to his podcast. I just say it <laughs> yes. in conversation, I'm like, just listen to it. You'll love it, I promise. Oh. <laughs> join
1: us. <laughs> uh, join us. You too can be a Matt maniac. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I also really love how interactive you guys are. So you're always offering questions. I know I've asked a few questions a couple times. Yeah. Um, and then like you're very interactive on Twitter. I think who's running that? It's mostly uh, I think mostly NeoX, but yeah. I,
1: I jump in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of a lot of posts as well. He's he's definitely probably more active on there than I. Mm-hmm. But we try to make sure to answer every question and talk to everybody because it's important, you know. I think that. You know, especially when you're just starting something, like it's super important to have listeners, supporters, and, and to show them that you appreciate it. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And then with starting podcasts, uh, when you're when I again uploading and listening, making sure everything's going okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually inspired me to start this, even though it's not about wrestling, mm-hmm. and um, the medium that I pick on here is very wide. So it's mostly musicians with like anime interests. But mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Rand's doing it. And he really inspires me. I should really get on this because I've been talking about it and I just need to get it done. So I want to thank you publicly (laughs) that you inspired me to start this.
1: Thank you. Uh, I always say to people who have those projects in their head, like it's something I say on stage and I mean it, that you got to give those projects more of your time, those things that eat at you and keep you up at night or Mm -hmm. wake you up and hit the back of your head like, you need to be working on this. Like you got to give that more attention or or it's going to eat you up forever. So so I'm I'm proud of you for starting the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and having me on the ninth episode, like I asked.
0: Yeah, he he straight up said and I think it was episode one. He mm-hmm. said, hey, if you want me on a podcast, it's episode nine. Not everyone's gonna start a podcast and
1: hit you up. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> what the, have I done? <laughs> the important thing is though to remember, <laughs> I know I will not be on episode one. I think that, that that's the time where you're finding your own voice. You should be figuring out what you do, what you bring to the table, what's special. That should be your practice, your on-the-job training, mm-hmm. and before you start inviting other people into your thing, because we don't even know if you're going to be serious and hold on to it, mm-hmm. you know, or like it anymore. So, I figure by the ninth time you do something, it should become, like, muscle memory, and it should be much more uh, comfortable, and you should be ready to bring other people into your world. So, yeah. nine has always been my lucky number growing up.
0: Yeah. No, I hope this won't be the only time I have you here. No. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy to make it. But when I saw number nine come up, come up, I'm like, I have to get him here. I mm-hmm. hope he says yes. I hope, like, there isn't some weird thing that he, he says no. He's like, no, you're a scrub. But I don't okay. think you would ever call me a no. scrub. A 90,
1: 99 for you. No. <laughs> Oh, man. 900.
0: <laughs> it's like 900 tweets. No, you got to get to 10K tweets, and then I'll do your episode. All right, Twitter, make it work. <laughs> oh, man. So still with kind of going with the wrestling thing, my thing is tropes, and I kind of want to talk about some cheesy tropes with you. So um, some of the gimmicks are really cheesy. Mm-hmm. I listen to your podcast I'm like 100% with Rock by when he said, when he sees the Matt Hardy gimmick that he hates it, that like he, shit is stupid. I'm the same way. When I saw it on stage live in San Jose, yeah. I'm like, what happened to Matt Hardy? What is this?
1: Well, this let me, is so well, let me, I'll weird. try to explain it. I really think you should listen to
0: okay. Matt
1: Hardy, had, a broken Matt Hardy, when he, mm-hmm. what he used to be called before he came back to WWE. Uh, he interviews on Chris Jericho's podcast okay. in character as okay. Broken Matt. Oh, man. And so he explains to him that basically his accent, his, the way he talks and things, is a combination of all dialects from all over the world Huh. Uh, 200 years into the future, saying, like, this is what everyone's going to talk like. That's, this is that already has a, a, a brilliant beautiful okay. mind okay. and so a lot of his ideas are just straight from his head. he's like this is this is an amalgam of what everyone is going to sound like in the future. So he's from another plane, which is basically the future. he's just okay. a, he's just a person re- acting as a, as a combination of all dialects. Mm-hmm. so like he'll say, like if this is a suitcase,' he'll be like the case of suits you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is, which is a, uh, it sounds silly, but it's also like a breakdown of the word in the way like a foreign language would do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like taking all those different weird, uh, you know, cultural things and trying to combine them. So okay. it's a weird idea, okay. but with some explanation, I think you'd kind of get into it. So I'd say listen to that episode. Okay. It goes into where, where it all came from and what it, what it means to him. And I thought it was interesting.
0: Okay, I thought it was the writers going in from, again, this is where I left off on wrestling. I saw that weird wedding between Kane and Lita, and then I can't remember the details, but, like, Matt broke it up. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was all trauma from the Lita and Kane Uh days. And so, and that's that's my brain connecting from, like, 2005 to, like, now. not
1: far from from what happened. Like, he got beat up really bad in in TNA, and so he became broken because... Mm -hmm. He had wanted to get to the world title so bad, that he kept losing, mm-hmm. and so he just got depressed and was broken. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't, he couldn't talk, he couldn't eat, he didn't want to deal with anybody. Okay. And then he had a vision, which took him into the future, and then he came talking different and acting different, and, that, and then <laughs> he won. So it's weird. I know it sounds like some weird soap <laughs> opera stuff.
0: No, it is. It's like WWE if they were to reenact telenovelas, but in English. Pretty much. <laughs> Or was was that soap opera called The Days of Our Lives? Days of Our Lives.
1: Yeah. That's like the weird one where stuff happens, <laughs> where people come back to life and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lose their memory and they marry their brother or sister.
0: My mom told me a funny story how my great-grandmother, before she passed, used to watch that show religiously.
1: Mm.
0: But religiously, when she saw people coming back to life, she was like, uh-uh, God ain't about this, and just stopped watching <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was a devout Baptist Christian. She uh, said, Mm-mm, she's like, "Nope, nope, no more, nope, y'all done. kids. <laughs> y'all
1: kids are crazy. That ain't God ain't in that."
0: Okay, I do. Okay, just to bring some light into the Matt Hardy gimmick, I do like how the visuals complement what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how Bray White came into his team, and that just seemed like it connect really well for a mm-hmm. second. Like the aesthetics did.
1: Again, oh, yeah. I
0: wasn't trying to pay too much attention because I was just like, "Oh, this is so weird." <laughs> it
1: is weird. Just don't take it too seriously, and I think that's right. what a lot of wrestling, a lot of people look at it. Like, this is so stupid. It's like, <laughs> don't don't take it too seriously. Just enjoy it for what it is, man. Like these are like top notch caliber athletes, like they mm-hmm. their all. And to entertain you, that's okay. really it. You know, it's ballet or or tightrope act or whatever, a circus act. <laughs> but you know, it just takes a lot of skill to do. So that's really what it is. And people look at it like that's so stupid. I have friends who just refuse to watch it with me. Like this is so dumb. <laughs> Go watch some real football. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: Okay, football. I will not watch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I can't get into football. Um, i've been but the the reverse effect of that has been that it's got me way into basketball a lot more oh same you know so uh i've been watching summer league like i watched the mm-hmm. most insignificant basketball games now <laughs> the big three is happening shout out the ice cube i think that was a cool idea uh but now like any basketball i see on mm-hmm. i'll watch it just so i don't have to think about football <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's it's interesting but um yeah, I, I grew up with basketball being a really big part of, of our lives um, in Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to play crate ball. What we would do is take a milk crate, bang out the bottom of it, ha- nail it onto a tree, mm-hmm. and then play basketball on it, shoot hoops. Oh, man, that's old school. Because the basketball school. would go yeah. straight through it perfectly, and we would just play crate ball. And yeah. then if we had two trees that were close enough to each other... We could do full crate basketball, so we have two crates, bang, 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 and then we'd run back and forth. That's and amazing. Uh, so we we're real, you know, pretty uh, intuitive kids, mm-hmm. and uh, so basketball's always been a big part of my uh, growing up. Um, then to basketball video games like to mm-hmm. the NBA Live and the Tecmo Basketball and the NBA Two K and those things. So um, did you
0: ever play the uh, Super Nintendo? Basketball game, I can't remember the name of it. There's
1: but. a couple of them I really love. There was an NCAA on there, and mm-hmm. there was an NBA Live on Super Nintendo. There it might already.
0: have been NBA Live. Um,
1: EA had yep. all the early good games. Uh, there was one named after all the teams Lakers versus Celtics, mm-hmm. and then it was Bulls versus Celtics. Like every year, it was a different team.
0: Yeah. Um, the romanticization of teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always so what is it? Golden when, State Warriors versus uh, the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs, yeah. yeah.
1: So now that's what it is I'm out here, I'm sure. So uh, well, that's over now. LeBron's <laughs> in L.A. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> basketball was such a big thing for us, like coming up, and so I've always taken that mentality to 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 like hip hop, even to the mm-hmm. music I make, where I'm like, you know, you gotta work the hardest, and you can be utility guys. Like everybody's not on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. There's only one Michael Jordan, only mm-hmm. one LeBron James, mm-hmm. only one Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but. There's other very valuable guys, the Draymond Greens, the guys who Mm -hmm. do the dirty work, get in there, grabbing those rebounds and passing the ball and sometimes playing a little dirty, (laughs) you know. uh, You got to have those utility players, they call them. So I Mm -hmm. think in in music and in life, you got to have those utility players. Everybody can't be a Michael Jordan. Oh, no. Uh, And if you have two Michael Jordans in your circle, like, they probably hate each other. (laughs) and uh, That's not going to work. It's yeah. not gonna work. You gotta have one guy. So, uh, you know, throughout like you know, doing the whole rap crew thing, we like mm-hmm. had a crew, and it's like, yo, there could only be one Fifty Cent in G Unit. Mm-hmm. Like, if everybody thought they were Fifty Cent, it would have never worked. So,
0: but you still gotta have your support guys. You gotta
1: be support, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm very thankful that I've had guys, and it's, although I get a little upset when I can't take them, you know, <laughs> on the road on a Monday afternoon to, <laughs> play, to play Switch, you know, but. Uh, but I, I appreciate their their support level, and I think that that's super important. And anything you mm-hmm. do, uh, find those support guys that um, that are willing to to keep you going. You know, yeah. and you got to put the battery in their back too when they need it. Like, hey man, you can do it. You know, mm-hmm. everybody needs that push, and I think that one thing that I noticed with me is that I share a lot of good news because I think that we need it, especially nowadays. You oh. need good news in your timeline. Yeah. So, so I share good news when my <laughs> life's going well. I don't share the rough parts, but I think that that's important though for people to see some positive and have a little bit of an escape so but I'm not always winning, and I think mm-hmm. that people need to know that's very important is that mm-hmm. you know as an artist, we always struggle like I mm-hmm. said, I learn every day and I learn hard lessons every day. <laughs> just this last tour we had a show where we didn't get paid so 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 things was happen.
0: that the was that the weird show where like the the Oh, gosh.
1: Let's go in Vegas, where a guy... Yeah, yeah. I won't say his name, David Jones, but he didn't... shape
0: put the censor bar But like,
1: he Whoa. was... With, I don't care. So, I mean, it's not... Where is the lie, David Jones? But anyway, yeah, he was just like, oh, man, I can't pay you. But I can pay those guys. Oh, that's but weird. But I can't pay you. And I'm like, oh, this is super awkward, man. Like, I traveled a long way to get here. So, you know... Uh, Everyone's not going to respect your time and stuff. So, I think mm-hmm. that's another important lesson. Yeah. Is that you have to remember the that if you don't speak up for yourself, who will? Yeah. David Jones won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm saying. And, I mean, shut up. He'll it, just Dave. hide in the, hide in the bush, beat he's around paid, the bush. He paid, <laughs> paid, paid everybody else, so he's good. But, <laughs> and you know what? And he did officially pay. I oh, know, good. And I, I think maybe the public shaming probably helped. But yeah. I think, like... He did eventually pay. He's like, "Yo, I got the PayPal app. I'm about to send you this." Okay. So, he, you know, I didn't think he was gonna do it, and he probably wouldn't have if I didn't put it out in the public. So, well,
0: you know about your following; they'll they'll shame people. They'll find them okay. and shame them.
1: And I don't. I, I not want that. <laughs> I, I, never, I never called him out by name. I didn't want that. Like even when the guy took my Mega Buster, like I didn't want people. <laughs>
0: that I didn't was want so people good. hitting the
1: internet, like hitting these streets. Trying to start trouble. Like oh. that I don't want. Like we're we're peace loving people.
0: You know? I, I sometimes hey, still take points. He for that.
1: needed it more than I did. <laughs> it just turns out he was he turned out to be not a very good person. But you know, um Yeah, I don't know. I think you know, if that made his day to feel tough like he took something from a rapper, yeah. You know, like that got him a couple cool points in his neighborhood. But um
0: Oh man, <laughs>
1: Anyway, he's a Soldier Boy fan, so uh, that's really all I can say about that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, uh, I don't know, I'm rambling. But, that's anyway, funny. the <laughs> album Emerald Nights is out
0: now. <laughs> um, Great turn. Around. Also, you can get
1: all tour dates at megaran.com slash shows. <laughs> uh, you can go to MegaRandMusic.com if you want to hear my music. Uh, you can go to Twitch.tv slash rand. If you want to watch me play video games horribly, <laughs> and you can go to Twitter at Megaran, which looks like Meg Ryan sometimes when you look real fast, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's Mega Ran. And I think that's it. Is there anything else? Two more things. No.
0: If you don't mind, just two yeah, more things. We'll keep not. it short. I promise. So that way, I'm not taking right. too much of your time. We, we're
1: going a little long, but that's yeah, okay.
0: It's okay. I there's some things I'll probably edit out. So that way, we don't go. I'm trying not to go over an hour and twenty. Cool. Um. So. Um, just one small subject. There's been a lot of things, and I'm actually, it's been kind of itching at me, uh, that there's been kind of, like, more of, like, nerd themes kind of coming out in the mainstream.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, someone told me, and they checked me, which is fine, but they said that Chun-Li was, like, Nicki Minaj one of her first, like, EPs or albums. Um, but Drake has a yeah, someone told me that. I wait, wait, wait. I'm not fact che- fact not fat fact then, checking. Let's, let's fact check first,
1: <laughs> and then fact check.
0: Okay, it. but someone said that, and wait, I was wait, like, so
1: someone said that Nicki Minaj made like an earlier project called mm-hmm, Chun Li. Mm-hmm. Even if she did, the song, in the song, she says, what did she say? Call me the villain. I'm Chun Li. Mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. the bad guy, Chun-Li. Yeah. Chun-Li's not a bad guy yeah. in, in the game, in any iteration of the 90 million Street Fighter games. That's my only problem with that. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay, no, I was just curious, because like now that I'm seeing more like like nerd things coming out, like how do you feel as well, an no, artist?
1: It's that... just simple math for those guys, where mm-hmm. they're like, man, how many million people bought playstation 4s this year Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what how many million people bought call of duty what how many million people bought final fantasy (sighs) i'm gonna rap about that it's very simple it's just simple math for those folks uh it definitely perked my ears up and my eyes when i saw that drake had a song called final fantasy and then i listened to it and he samples the final fantasy theme which is dope i'm like the fact is He had to clear that, which means he contacted Square Enix Mm -hmm. and paid them to use their music. Why? Because he knew that there's a small segment of the world that would recognize that name Mm -hmm. and that tune, and they would go stream it. And now, have you heard the latest Drake announcement Mm -mm. about his number of streams for his new album?
0: No, I haven't heard it yet. He
1: broke the record for streams... He has a billion streams of his album. He's the first artist to ever have a billion. Wow. Yeah. Now.
0: Thanks, Final Fantasy.
1: Great. You know what I mean? (laughs) Did Final Fantasy help? Probably. (laughs) Also, I mean, Drake knows how to create events and big-time things. Uh, Michael Jackson's on the album, like things like that. So he has talking points, and people are like, "Oh, is he going to talk about the baby? Is he going to talk about Pusha T?" Oh is yeah, a- all of that. You know
0: what I I, mean? I just rolled my eyes when I heard about the Pusha T beef.
1: So now I was like, "This is what you know. It's just business for those guys, and mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that." Uh, so if the question is like, "How do I feel about like mainstream folks adopting, maybe or falling into video game references?" Mm-hmm. It's a natural progression because people are going to see the money in it. Yeah, you know. And I wish it wasn't like that. But, hey, you know, whatever helps us, we're all fighting for relevancy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Every day, somebody hears the word nerdcore and says, that's some bullshit. You know <laughs> Like, every day, somebody hears that word and says, yeah, that sounds whack. You know what I mean? Like, video game rap, yeah, that sounds whack. Like, somebody hears that every day and thinks that. So, I had a friend
0: laugh at me. It's like, yeah, I'm going to MC Chris concert. They're like, Pfft. I'm like, no, but I really want to go. <laughs> and then I crawl back into my hole. <laughs> and it's
1: like, but see, yeah, we're fighting for relevancy every day. Like, where people don't consider us important or, or cool or things like that. So it might take a drink mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. something like that and put video game rap on the map where... Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Kanye had, was saying he was going to name his album TurboGrafx-16, oh no. which was the name of a video game system. So I had a line where I said, if Kanye names his album TurboGrafx-16, I'm going to say he bit me. <laughs> but that is unless he calls me for a 16. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, <laughs> this that situation, I'll be like, oh, well, you got to give me a call. like. You gotta check in, like, like the gangsters say. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm the OG of this of this video game rap. You gotta check in, no. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's just natural, man. The first time I went to GDC Game Developers Conference, which is here, mm-hmm. um, I saw a guy and we were passing out business cards, and he's like, "I'm a filmmaker," and I was like, "What are you doing at a game developers con?"
0: Mm-hmm. And he's
1: like, she because I saw on TV." that the new Halo game sold 5 million copies. So I was like, I need to be here. <laughs> okay. See, And that's, that's, what, that's the same thing somebody on Drake's <laughs> team said. Why I got named this Final Fantasy? Well, have you seen these sales numbers that Final Fantasy has had over the years? <laughs> Throw in a reference, and, and boom, you might pull in some more people. Yeah. Drake was spotted on a Twitch stream playing okay. with one of the biggest streamers called Ninja, mm. uh, playing Fortnite like two weeks before his album came out. Oh, man. Was he playing it because he likes it? Maybe. Or is he playing it because it's the number one game in the world? On the number one streamer's channel in the world. Ninja then commented, I think Drake was trying to use me. He said that afterwards. Mm -hmm. Drake's not buying my merch. Drake's not subbing to my channel. Drake's not keeping me on Twitch. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to get some shine from me. Mm -hmm. And then I had friends who were like, Drake don't need nothing from him. Drake's the biggest artist oh, in the world. Oh, yikes.
0: All the... What do
1: you say, Veronica?
0: Um, now, I... I'm, Ninja I'm has,
1: a- like, 9 million followers <laughs> on, on Twitch. Drake has, I'm sure, 9, 900 million followers at this point. Does Drake need top streamer in the world? Does he need Fortnite money? To be honest,
0: I feel like it's weird because, like, I've never heard of Ninja until just now. Mm. Um, but to know that he has like nine million views, right? Or consistent views. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I think in a way to think lesser than a Drake is to validate the fact that he knows something about video games. Mm-hmm. Uh so that way he's on the Twitch stream saying like, oh I know what's up, I know what's up. Um but I always want to consider it a cross promotion, right? So just more so like, hey, Drake is giving you some shine because there's probably people coming in who've never gone on a strip uh, Twitch at yeah. all. And like, here, I'm giving you a chance where at the same time, help me validate what I'm trying to do here.
1: Exactly. I yeah. think it's a cross-promotional thing. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who are like, Drake don't want anything from him. And it's like, why not? The only thing rich people you never know. want more than anything is more money, usually. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't see why not.
0: I don't want to perceive Drake as a bad guy. No, no, no. Yeah. And
1: I think he's a really great musician. I just think he's, a, he's probably the, one of the more calculated business minds of the last like decade, when it comes mm-hmm. to the musicians, yeah, you know, all of his moves are very calculated. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Pusha T thing, the beef started, and then mm-hmm. Pusha T got too personal, and then Drake backed out. And mm-hmm. Said, "Nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we're just." I doing thought that it was a smart move to be fun. honest. You yeah, know?
0: I thought that was a very very smart move. Like as soon as I heard like all this baby drama, I'm like, I'm not hearing much from him, honestly. I prefer it that way as a person who overhears it mm-hmm. and is not really trying to listen to it, you know? The gotcha. only time I ever hear about it is if, A, I'm listening to somebody's podcast, or B, <laughs> or B, it just pops up on the Twitter feed. And then it's like, oh, this is happening. Great. If anything, for his new album, what baited me into listening to it was seeing the Final Fantasy track and seeing the hanging hey, on Michael Jackson feature. And then because I get really emotional about Michael Jackson, that was like top five music videos i've seen as a kid was a mariah carey music video a whitney houston one and a michael jackson one so seeing michael jackson or hearing michael jackson even Mm -hmm. though he's like passed away Mm -hmm. and hearing some samples from him like i got emotional yeah because he's like one of my favorite early on musicians
1: oh yeah and a lot of people did and they're like whoa we get to hear more michael jackson so Mm -hmm. that'll instantly get them to flock to it so it was a great move and the the song is actually really good i think uh, so okay. anyway, I don't know. Enough about Drake.
0: Yeah, so the last thing I <laughs> want to put over.
1: <laughs> or I'm
0: using your lingo now, put over. I've uh, never used put over okay, in my life brother. until I started. <laughs> right, brother, brother. <laughs> put the, the fedora line, caps on. Put <laughs> the, <laughs> the <smarky> fedoras on. <laughs> okay, so speaking of that guy, we're going to talk a little bit about anime. So yeah. I just want to hear... Some series that you're getting into and then your favorite anime theme. So this could be like, for example, the guy with the glasses that shines over, like mm-hmm. the with the glare. Or it could be like the, um, like, you know, Orihime from Bleach, mm-hmm. like the, the female protagonist who's not really that helpful, but she is like Sakura from Naruto. Yeah. So just kind of getting into that real quick. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, um, really into My Hero Academia right now. Um, I get in and out I haven't finished uh, GTO Great Teacher on Azuka mm-hmm. uh, I didn't finish the current season of um, Attack on Titan yet but I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. um, gets so good yeah I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready for to the get movie get I'm ready for the movie dude <laughs> uh, so those are the three I'm on right now um, but yeah I mean there's some you know the, the classic tropes but I think honestly uh, what I love the I love the female protagonist thing mm-hmm. where it's like you get someone who, like you said, who is, they don't seem to be super helpful, but, they, <laughs> but they're like the key to the entire thing, mm-hmm. you know, so I always enjoy that, um, and, but that comes from, even for me, that comes from way back, uh, I don't know if you remember Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was an American show, but, mm-hmm. um, but his niece, Penny... Mm-hmm. Uh, had the computer book and the smart dog and she would always solve all of his crimes. And he'd be like, Penny, get out of the way. This is very serious business. <laughs> and, and he's like, and she's like, okay, I'll go. And then beep, 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 beep. And she does something to, to totally save that. <laughs> so um, I think that's an awesome one. We did a, man, a Samus, we shout out to Samus. She did a great song about that on a, on a project we just recently put out called Big Brains. And she oh, talks yeah. about how all the, all the awesome women in video games and anime, mm-hmm. who pop up to save the day? Mm-hmm. And now that we don't talk about them, but they're like so key to the story. So, uh, so that's that's probably my favorite trope for sure. In, uh, in anime.
0: Yeah. Good question. Oh, I love that answer. That's the best answer. No. I just think the top thing that pops up in my head is Tifa Lockhart. Yeah. Yeah, she's she was like she my. She was
1: the ultimate.
0: As a kid, I always identified with her. She mm-hmm. was, like, the first person. As much as I love Eris, mm-hmm. like, and I love Yuffie, Luffy is, or Luffy, Yuffie is yeah. snarky. Yuffie's
1: super funny. But, yeah, Tifa's, like, the, the rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, she, she holds it down.
0: yeah. And I don't want anybody to think that she was never helpful, uh, even though she break, comes off as, like, TNA, and that's <laughs> all, like, the hentai and all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she was my favorite character in the Final Fantasy Seven series, and she nice. stuck with me. Like, even, like, my early-on, like, email address had her name in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: no, that's, that is the perfect answer. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. No. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. Uh, you should play that song. It's called Big Brains by Samus. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on K. Murdoch's album uh, called Hero Music. Okay.
0: Yeah, you should play that. Yeah, no, I will. All right, so let's just kind of go through a rundown of your plugs one last time, and then we'll close this out. All right,
1: plug life. <laughs> All right, so uh, MegaRand.com is my main site. You can go get everything from there. I do a Patreon where we do two songs a month. We go to bitsandrhymes.com, B-I-T-S-A-N-D-R-H-Y-M-E-S.com, uh, and you can pledge any amount to hear brand new exclusive music. Uh, Twitter is at MegaRan. Uh, music is at Megaran Music. Merch is at MegaRanMerch.com. Um, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, all right. just type in MegaRan somewhere. I'll pop up.
0: Yeah, hashtag him. You'll find him. He's, yeah. he's all over the map. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. All right, so just to close this up, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Of course. Uh, this is You're Don't West. Cast and Dry. Uh, your host, Veronica Christie, sometimes V, and here with me is Megaran, and we're just gonna call it a night. Thank you for listening.
1: Superheroes <laughs> novels, superheroes make music. You could be a superhero too. Get up and do it.